Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is August 8th, and our reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Now remember, Paul is in the midst of trying to help the church to understand how to deal with conflict and division. Remember, the church is picking sides. Some are saying, well, I follow Paul, and some are saying, I follow Apollos. And Paul says, basically, that's irrelevant. What matters is we're following Jesus. And then Paul, in today's reading, is going to highlight three other kind of big ideas that I think are important for us to keep in mind when we're dealing with conflict, especially in the church. The first one is we got to have a little humility because the truth is we don't even know our own hearts, much less can we judge the hearts of other people. Look what he says, chapter 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning in verse 2. He says, now a person who's put in charge as a manager must be faithful. And he's talking about himself. He's been given charge with the gospel. He's trying to take it to the Gentiles. He says, I've got to be faithful. But watch this. He says, but as for me, it matters very little how I might be evaluated by you or any other human authority. I don't even trust my own judgment on this point. My conscience is clear, but it doesn't prove I'm right. It is the Lord himself who will examine me and decide. In other words, he says, I'm trying to do what's right, but I'm not always sure I'm right right? My conscience is clear. I'm walking in the light I have. I'm doing my best, but that doesn't mean I'm always right. And I certainly don't answer to you or any other human authority. Ultimately, I'm serving Jesus, and he's the only person I'm going to answer to. And that's true for all of us. So we've got to have a little humility, a little humility about our own heart, our own motives, our own behaviors. We've got to be careful about self-righteousness. We've got to be careful about not trying to please people, but serving to please God, understanding that one day we'll answer to Him. And then the second thing he points out is we've got to be careful that we're not just looking at appearances. And sometimes, especially in church conflict, we can really get confused and deceived by what we think we see. Listen to how Paul describes it beginning in verse 10. He says, Our dedication to Christ makes us look like fools. Why? Because they were suffering. But you, these other leaders, claim to be so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you look so powerful. You are honored, but we are ridiculed. In fact, he goes on to say, even now we go hungry and thirsty. We don't have enough clothes to keep warm. We're often beaten and have no home. We work wearily with our own hands to earn a living. We bless those who curse us. We are patient with those who abuse us. We appeal gently when evil things are said about us. Yet we're treated like the world's garbage, like everybody's trash right up to the present moment. So what Paul is saying, so if you were to stand back and evaluate our lives and the way we're living, and you evaluate these people that are trying to stir up division in the church, well, you might would get the impression 
they look strong. They look like they've got it together. They, they seem so smart. It seems like they've, they're making a good point. And Paul is saying, but when you look at us, man, we're suffering for the gospel. But remember, when Jesus came, he suffered for the gospel. And when you look at the way Jesus lived in the moment, you might have said, why is he doing that? Why isn't he establishing his own kingdom? Why doesn't he challenge their authority? Why does he care about the poor and the outcast? Why does he seem to be so humble? If he's going to be a great leader, why don't he stand up and do something? So from the appearances, it would be easy, certainly from a worldly perspective, to say, well, he looks foolish to lead that way, and yet he changed the world. And the same thing is true for Paul. So these leaders, man, they might look strong. They might sound like they've got it all together. They're making a good argument. And you look at Paul's life, and he's suffering And it might be easy to wonder, well, is God with him? And if God's with him, why is he suffering like that? And what Paul is saying is we've got to be careful not to judge based on appearances, right? Because sometimes when we serve the Lord, we suffer for it. And it doesn't look like it's such a great plan. We don't look strong. It's hard to understand how all this is going to work out. But now, 2,000 years later, we can look back and to see that what Paul was doing was right, and it transformed the world. And then there's a third thing that Paul points out that I just love, and he wants them to understand his heart for this church, a church that he planted. Watch what he says, beginning in verse 14. He says, I'm not writing these things to shame you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not trying to hurt you, but to warn you as my beloved children. So he's trying to father them. Verse 15, for even if you had 10,000 others to teach you about Christ, you only have one spiritual father. You only have one person that really loves you and is willing to sacrifice for your benefit. He says, for I became your father in Christ Jesus when I preached the good news to you. So I urge you to imitate me. So what Paul says is he's trying to help them evaluate his circumstances a little different. He's basically saying, yeah, I'm suffering, but it's because like a good father, I'm suffering loss for your benefit, to help you, to love you, to lift up and strengthen the church. I just love that. And that's what Jesus did for us, right? You might look at the life of Jesus and say he looked weak. But his weakness was for our blessing. And the same thing is true for Paul. You look at Paul, you look at him and say, well, he looks weak or it looks like he's suffering. I don't understand if God's with him. Well, his suffering was for our benefit. Why would he do that? Because he loves them like a father. The same reason Jesus did it for us, because he loves us. He's trying to reveal to us the heart of the father. So when we're dealing with conflict, Paul would say, We've got to be careful to have a little humility, be careful not to judge our own motives, much less anybody else's. We've got to be careful about appearances, and we've got to recognize there are some who are spiritual fathers who have sacrificed in order to build us up in the faith. Man, what a great, encouraging word. That's how God has related to us. Man, let me pray for you. Father, I hope that in you know, as we move into the future as a church, that we won't deal with conflict, but I know that it's inevitable. 
the church is made up of people, and sometimes we get a little sideways, we get upset, we get hurt, we start picking sides. But these two chapters we've been studying yesterday and today really give us some great instruction. We want to rally around Jesus, not a particular leader. And if we're all following Jesus, the truth is that brings us together. Today, we've learned we've got to have a little humility. And this applies not only to conflict in the church, but in our families, in our marriage, in our workplace, in our neighborhood. We've got to have a little humility. We've got to be careful that we don't feel self-righteous and and superior and assume that we're right and we're seeing this clearly. Let's let's ask God to to help us with that. I think we got to be careful not to be deceived by what we think we see, right? And uh, it appeared that Paul was suffering and maybe that means God's not with him, but certainly that wasn't true and you used Paul to change the world. So help us to be careful about appearances. Lord, help us to remember that there are people who have given their lives faithfully for years and years to pour into us, to help us, to love us, to lift us up, to show us the heart of the Father. God, we're so grateful for that. And God, we want to play that role in the lives of other people. We want our life, our walk with God to encourage and to strengthen, to build up those who are coming along with us and those who are coming behind us. God, we want to be good spiritual fathers and mothers to the people that you've put in our lives. So help us to do that. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. I hope this encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.